Hey guys, I'm Adam Fennick. And I'm Cody Sisko. And you're tuned in to the Talking Shed podcast. Yep. And uh, this is episode number 15, I think. Yep, 15. That's a lot. Yep, yep. It's like a whole bunch to us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially uh, trying to plan and organize it and everything. And yeah. And figure out what we can do during the day and it all takes it all takes a lot of time. Probably the hardest part is finding a half hour or forty five minutes of time uh, where you don't think your phone's going to ring. It yeah. never happens, but no, it don't. It the don't. phone always rings when we're recording. But yep, that's all right. We'll call you back. Don't worry. Yep. Yep. So um, today, what are we up to today? It's snowing. Yep. Today is the snow day. Yep. The snowmageddon. Winter storm landing. Yeah. Is here. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so far we've survived. Yep. Um, yep. Last night it started snowing at probably, I don't know, 7 o'clock. And I woke up this morning and I don't know, there was probably three or four inches out there. Yeah. This morning. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say we probably got about three inches overnight and it started yeah. back up. I shoveled the driveway this morning and it blew it right back shut within about an hour and a half. So, but yeah, I don't know. A lot of things closed today. I, I mean, Dad told everyone to kind of stay at home, um, but the roads really weren't that bad. I came out to the shop at probably eight thirty this morning and I didn't think it was too bad. Yeah, no, it it wasn't too difficult. I mean, you kept her under forty, you were good. Yeah. I mean, Four wheel drive and driving slow will get you anywhere you need to go. Yep. Yep. That's so, right. That's right. Yeah. So this morning, Cody and I, we were the Lone Rangers in the office this morning. We had some uh, paperwork to take care of. We shot some videos in the shop. And uh, I love when guys are in the shop, but it makes it a lot easier to record videos when they're not. Yeah. And nobody in the office, no, the phone isn't ringing. We're not, right. we're not stressed. They're trying we, to figure out things, what we need to get done next. And yeah, it made, worried about somebody interrupting you. Yeah. It's, it made nice. video shooting pretty nice this morning. Yeah. So we talked, uh, we shot a few different videos, went in the warehouse and talked about some inventory that we've got. And, uh, I think we're going to fly the drone later in this snow. I've, I've flown the drone in a lot of wind before. But I don't know if I've ever flown in snow. I don't think it's going to hurt it one bit. Yeah. Yeah, but, I'd say we'd be all right. Yeah. It'll be pretty cool. It'll be some sweet footage. Oh, it will. Yeah. Yeah, I mainly want to show everyone the lot. Since everyone's cooped up inside, I'm sure they're glued to their smartphones or tablets or computers. So we got to give them some content to look at. And why right. not shop on on the Internet? Exactly. Exactly. So... So yeah, today's the big snow day. I guess it's not over. It's it's three o'clock in the afternoon here, and it's still snowing. It's yep. Been been snowing most of the day. Yep. And uh, yep. yeah, I mean, Cody and I we kind of ran out of things to do there at the office. So we headed up here to Van Wert. Yep. Went to uh, basically went and Century spent, Trading. Yes. Went up to Century Trading. Trading and uh, got some tools. Bought some tools and all that stuff to make sure our shop guys are able to fix all the things that we sell. That Century Trading Place is crazy. I yeah, mean, they got every bell and whistle you could ever oh, it, think it's as insane. far as a tool. It's like a Walmart for tools. It, it is. I mean, rope, cable, chains, clevises, impacts, 
they got more Milwaukee stuff than I've ever seen. Yeah. And uh, it's just nice because you can go in there and and you know what the shop guys have been saying. Oh, we need a new one of these. And you get home and there it is on the shelf. And next time you go to use it, you're like, man, I'm so glad I went there. Yeah. But it's really hard. I mean, you get to the cash register and it doesn't, $100 doesn't go very far in that store. No. <laughs> but you might be able to walk out of there with half of one thing with the hundred dollars right but i tell you what the new tools they've got out today it saves you so much time and for us being efficient in the shop being able to push equipment in and out by having the right tools that's what it's about yeah not only not only in the shop but on the road as well you know that's why we have our equipment trucks loaded down with tools and service trucks and all that stuff you know it, right sure does make it nice yeah it's worth investing in that so but uh yeah so let's uh rewind to last night what what we have going on last night last night we had our big salford meeting Mm -hmm. uh that was that was a great time yeah we uh you know like we talked at the meeting we weren't going to have an open house this year we simply don't have time and uh we wanted to get together and we've had some Salford meetings in the past. It's always great to talk Salford products. And uh, so we invited customers up there to Boardwalk in Salina. Yep. Some of the best food. I tell you oh, what. Oh man, we had we had some prime rib last night, and it was yeah, it was very good. Right. Very and good. The, I had never had their prime rib, but which is only on their catering menu i think like i don't think you can walk in there and just get prime rib no yeah i'm pretty sure it's only a catering deal right Mm -hmm. so i've had a lot you know there are a lot of seafood based you know fish tacos calamari you know yep uh, well they're right there by the lake sure it's yeah i mean it's called boardwalk for a reason i guess but man that was a great turnout last night um had some guys from the shop come up and uh that was a good time. Yeah. Yep. That was a great time. The Some of our Salford customers are, are the best customers we've got, and we wanted to just gather in a smaller group. and Kind of it, give them a little appreciation meeting type right. deal. It's, it's, it's nice to do it at your own location because you can prepare for it, <sighs> and, and you can keep some costs down, but it's just also so nice to go somewhere else and – not have to worry about who's taking care of the food and and all that i mean we didn't have to take care of anything no we had to tell them when we wanted to eat and that was about it yeah i mean we walked in there they had the tables made i hooked the computer to the tv and uh you know there was a girl serving everyone right there in our own room and i told them we were eating at 6 15 and i'll be dang it 612 they brought that prime rib into that room started cutting and that cook started digging into that thing gosh dang that was good yep. the macaroni and cheese yeah the macaroni and cheese was awesome is yeah i'm looking forward to eating about five pounds of that here yep. in the next week had baked beans baked potatoes uh, yeah some mini sliders those yes were, those were very good i had some of those for lunch today yes um yeah, it was it was a good turnout. It was a good way to get, like Adam said, a lot of our good loyal Salford customers to come over and basically say thank you for 
you know, helping support us and support the Salford team. And it, it was awfully nice. Yeah, well, you can never do that enough. I mean, the our uh, the team. We talked a lot about the team that we have, and that's that's our backbone. And and you know, you and I, Cody, we're in sales, mm-hmm. and you know, none of that happens without them. Right. You know, everything we sell has to go through the guys in the shop, and the guys in the shop have to get that stuff put together, ready to go, and uh, delivered you know out to the customer in working order right and uh it's very important that everyone works together to do that yep so. yep basically it starts with us and then it goes to the service guys and we rely on the service guys to help us out whenever we need their help so. right and they rely on us whenever they need our help so yep yeah we you know we were worried about the meeting when we booked it uh, of course we always try to do stuff in the middle of the week you know you don't want to do it on a monday or a friday so we thought Wednesday, and of course it looked good from three weeks out, but then as this whole quote-unquote winter storm was, was honing in, we weren't sure if Boardwalk would be open, if anyone would want to come, and I know there were plenty of people that stayed home because of the weather. Yeah. Which is fine. I get it. Some of them had to drive... Forty-five fairly, minutes right, to an hour away. Right, yeah. a fairly long way, mm-hmm. so... Yep. No, uh, that was a good time. So that was last night. Today's Thursday. No one was really in the office today. Tomorrow's Friday already. Yeah. And uh, it is also the last weekend of Ohio's bow season. It is. Yep. Yep. It's hard to believe that it's the end of it, but I listened to some podcasts on deer hunting, and I talked to people in other states. Ohio is one of the states you can bow hunt through january and into february it is pretty awesome yeah i've taken it for granted because growing up that's how it's always been right you can bow hunt from the end of september to early february yep exactly there's states that have been done bow hunting for four weeks now yeah which you know granted a little chilly let's be honest there you can risk some bucks losing their antlers already right and um, most people should try to be not like myself, and you should just kill your buck in November. Yeah, yeah that's I wish true. I could do that, then I don't have to freeze my butt off every January yeah. trying to shoot one. But it is a great time to hunt them. They're pretty predictable. If you can hunt over a cut cornfield, oh man, it is phenomenal hunting. I shot a doe probably four weeks ago now during Ohio's muzzleloader season. And that was awesome. There was a pack of 25 of them came out. And I was in the perfect spot. The wind was great. And I was able to get her at probably 30 yards. Yeah. And uh, so winter hunting's fun. You get snow mixed into it. Man, It they, they look real pretty in the woods. And Yeah, there's there's nothing like hunting whitetail whenever it's snowing. Right. It's, it's my favorite. Oh, yeah. It's, it's different. It's different. It's a, it's awesome. I I love it. And yeah. Yeah. It was. It was quite. Uh, well, next week we start our first adventure down the Louisville Farm Show. That's right. Yep. Louisville Farm Show starts two weeks from yesterday. Uh, February sixteenth is the first day, and. Uh, 
we're going to bring the first trailer load down next Thursday, one week from today. Grandpa's going to take the first load down. He's just going to bring the enclosed trailer, and then uh, more people are going to filter down over the weekend. And then uh, I know I think I'm heading down Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember, but that that'll be a great time. I love Louisville so much because you get to be reunited with so many people that you haven't seen in a long time. You see so much new equipment. You get new ideas. And uh, that's the best of the best for me. I know you haven't experienced it yet. Yep. But, man, it's an awesome time. We got some uh, Some of our shop guys are going to come down. Most of them have... <laughs> I think they're pretty pumped. Yeah. Most of them have never been there. But I just want them to see the different stuff. You know, they're going to see the Salford booth. They're going to see... A lot of this equipment and hopefully it'll give them a better understanding of uh of why why things go the way they go i guess you know a lot of them wonder you know why in the world does this guy want to put this cover crop cedar here or why is he doing it this way but going to something like that i think will help them in a big way yeah so louisville farm show um i i don't know what the crowd's going to be like I really don't. It, I'm sure it'll be good. They shortened up the show a little bit. It's nine to five now, um, which I'm fine with. It used to be eight to six, and we would show up there about seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And because that that first hour, we'd call it the golden hour, before the show would start. That was the best because that was when you could walk around the show. They would let the exhibitors in early. You could walk around the show and get to see the whole thing before the show started get you a cup of coffee make your rounds go talk to other vendors and friends and you'd get that hour to yourself in the morning uh to to get everything grouped together before the chaos would start so i still plan on getting there super early and uh walking around because that is my favorite part of the whole deal you see so much new stuff and uh that's when you get to talk to everyone mm -hmm. so yeah, hopefully the crowd's going to be good. Well, the last podcast we did, we had what? We were just, we were driving to, uh, to Fort Wayne on the first day, or were we heading home? Heading home. We were heading home yeah. from Fort Wayne on the first day, and we were pumped. Yeah. And uh, Fort Wayne show almost got better and better each day. Yeah, it you was, know, it was kind of, it was, it was weird, you, you know. From what you've always said, you know, usually the middle day is your best day, and then the last day is like nothing. Like nothing usually happens. But uh, <clears throat> I mean, that's kind of how Indianapolis was for us this year. But uh, yeah, I mean, each day at Fort Wayne, it kind of seemed like it just got better and better. Right. It was a great show. We weren't sure what it would be like. Great show. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Um, no question we're going back again and uh, yeah there was so it, but Fort Wayne's so awesome because it's so close to home there we get so many local guys there right and uh, it's hard to beat that there's not too many places you can go and sit in one spot and have just a parade of local loyal customers come to your booth and talk to you you know hand them a pocket knife we were we were giving away some 
uh, buffet tickets for lunch. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it was a great time. We had the salesman in. I think everyone learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Seth and Tammy weren't able to make it there. They but were we, down in Florida. We had, well, I, I should have went with them. Yeah. I didn't. You didn't did they miss ask them by much. Did they ask you to go? No, they didn't yeah, ask they, me. I, they uh-huh. didn't ask no. me. Seth acted like he was buying a condo down there, though, so he was going to invite us oh, whenever he wanted. Okay. So, well, we're gonna. I'm gonna have to talk to him about that. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Well, we'll have to somehow get him to listen to this podcast. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Well, Jake was there. Um, Kevin was there. Yep. Um, you and I were there. Well, obviously. I say Kevin was there. Of course, he was there because that was the night that Purdue got beat by the Hoosiers. Yeah, that's right. They got beat by IU. Kevin Tushlog, who is a huge Purdue fan, he's our salesman from Richmond, Indiana. He was, he's a huge Purdue basketball. And all, he was talking how the Hoosiers, they they don't have a chance. Sure enough, that night, Hoosiers pulled through (laughs) and beat the Boilermakers. I couldn't believe it. I I told him the next day, I said, I'm not going to say a word. Because uh, it's happened to me plenty of times. Heck, I'm a Buckeye and a Cowboys fan. I I live that life all the time of getting beat when you shouldn't. Yep. So and of course we had to hear it about last weekend about well how Purdue came back or Purdue beat Ohio State. So. Right, Purdue beat Ohio State, and of course Mackey Arena just lit up when they hit the final three to win by. You know the game was tied. Yeah. With with three seconds to go, Purdue runs it down the court, passes it a few times, they throw up a three and sink it with a half a second to go. Of course, they win the game, and Mackey Arena lights up. And it's like, you know, you, you just beat, you know, Purdue, who's supposed to be the best basketball team there was, just beat a marginal Ohio State team. I mean, you should beat them. Yeah, That's why I tell Kevin anyway, yeah. see? He had to throw that one at me, too. But, anyways, Fort Wayne Farm Show was was a great one. Mm -hmm. And uh, it it gave me a lot of confidence about how Louisville's going to turn out. And so, so yeah. What what kind of stuff, Cody, would you say has been selling or trendy since we last had our podcast at Fort Wayne? Uh, Been selling a lot of uh, Enduroplast sprayers, actually. Yeah, what's up with that? I'm not sure. I don't know if guys are just gearing up for spring and I mean, just thinking about it. And... I mean, I say what's up with that. What I mean, you know, we always sell a bunch of Enduroplast sprayers. Yeah. They're a sweet sprayer. But it's usually like in April, season. May. Yeah. Right. In season. and it's Today alone, I think you and I have fielded two or three calls on them. Yeah, pretty easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, hey, that's great. We put in a big order of them there a couple weeks ago. So, yep. hopefully we're prepared. But... Yeah, Enduroplast sprayers. Yep. Uh, what else? Um, BBI BBI spreaders, BBI spreaders for me. Yep. Um, uh, liquid storage tanks have been hot. Right, those things have been pretty popular since about October, yeah. I think. But yeah, here recently we've sold more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, the BBIs, um, you know, a lot of guys are just wanting to get away from the co-op. They're wanting to take control of spreading their own fertilizer. And, uh, yeah, a lot of guys are just seeing it pencil out to where it's worth them just going out and buying a spreader instead of having somebody, paying somebody to go out and applicate it for them. Right. 
and it's penciling out to where they can get it paid off here, you know, pretty quick. Right. And in a couple of years, at least. just to have that control, you know, mm-hmm. of, of your own timing, your own placement, um, you know, you can take the time to calibrate that spreader. You know, it's going to work when you need it to. And if it doesn't, you know who to call and, uh, that, that adds a lot of value. So mm-hmm. yeah, BBI spreaders, uh, I sold, I think three liberties in the last three weeks. Um, Kevin's working on selling a used Magna spread today mm-hmm. to a gentleman. Um, liquid applicators. Yeah. Jeez. And Pete's. Those things are on fire. Yeah. Especially uh, used yeah. fifteen rows. Yep. Yeah, Holy used smoke. Fifteen rows are on fire. Yeah. Like and we don't have many used ones. I, That's the only problem. I think we only got like one or two right. left. Right. Um what else has been popular? Um I've had some calls on some field cultivators. Um Valmar cover crop seeders, mm-hmm. you know, we've been pricing some of them, but, yeah. you know, it's that time of year where anything's game, really. You yeah. know, it, it's not like in June, July, August when you won't sell a row cleaner or a closing wheel for four months. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, I mean, pretty much anything's game right now. Yeah. And, you know, basically guys are sitting cooped up in their shop and they're, they regenerate their ideas that what they had back in you know july or august and now it's like oh yeah now i yeah i want that i want that right and so it's they get it back fresh in their mind and uh yeah that why drop toolbars i mean that's right. been pretty hot too so yeah i mean basically about everything right now is kind of just selling right yep it's been very busy um when we get back to the shop we're going to fly the drone over the shop and, and do a cool video like we talked before. But you're going to see that probably about half of the stuff on our lot right now is spoken for. We just have to get it delivered and out of there, which the snow isn't going to help that. That's my least favorite thing about the snow is, you know, when the roads are clear, heck, we can line up a delivery tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But when you got snow and salt involved boy now everything's just going to start backing up and sitting on our lot for months until the roads get clear so i wish we could have got more of that stuff delivered in the last two weeks well the guys finished up my 32 foot field cultivator that i sold and i got that delivered there uh wednesday i believe it was tuesday 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 yeah i delivered that tuesday so yeah, it was right there in the window. I knew I, we were wanting to get it delivered, so that thing's wide. Man, that thing's wide. Well, yeah, you really got to watch it pulling some of this equipment. But, yeah. You know, some of it will transport in between that 18 and 20 feet. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's just, that's a lot. Yep. So, yep. so. but, uh, yeah, so Fort Wayne's behind us. The Salford meeting's behind us. Louisville's on the horizon. And I tell you what, when Louisville's passed, and, and a lot of guys will tell you when the groundhog comes out, it's go time. Because this don't let this snow fool you. You blink a couple times, and all of a sudden the grass starts getting green again. It's spring. And when that happens, 
the phone just jingles off that hook. And uh, that's good though. We're ready. We've got more service guys than we've ever had, more trucks than we've ever had, and, and we're ready for it this year more than we've ever been. But uh, it's it's time, you know. It, it's kind of nice when harvest is over. You get a little bit of a breathing room there, but uh, that time to breathe has almost come and gone. But uh, yeah, so we're headed back to the shop now. I think uh, it's about you know three fifteen. Um, once we get back there, like I said, we'll we'll fly some drone footage and and see how that video turns out but I've got to work on tomorrow's email blast yet mm -hmm. um, I've got to get that going yep. so um, so Cody when guys are calling into the shop there and they're either calling your phone or you know getting a hold getting a hold of you through your your own cell phone or they call in the office you know what kind of stuff are guys looking for out of a salesman uh, and, and what are what are uh, you know what do you need to do to, to help them to get them the product basically I mean one is answering your phone answering the phone and being there for them whenever they call is probably number one in my book right um, two is having knowledge of the product and trying to analyze what he's trying to convey to you as far as what he's wanting to do and giving him the best solution that we can offer to him is to would, would you say that a lot of times a guy will call in and he knows he wants to do something different mm -hmm. but he doesn't really know exactly what it is he was wanting to do yep yeah uh, you just you kind of just feel them out and say, all right, well, what do you think about this? And so you kind of throw options at him to see what he bites on or see what he thinks will work for him. Right, because he's going to start to get more and more interested in the one that fits his operation. Correct, because every operation is different and everybody runs it, runs it differently. And so there, from there, you know, obviously we talk about price and stuff like that. Well, getting a, tur a quote turned around quickly to him is very very helpful to him as well so he's got time to think about it and he can call me within the next day or two and tell me if it's a yay or a nay right you know so right it's not one of those long dragged out processes where you know we're we're quoting something out and it takes you a week to get them a quote and well anymore you know most of the guys that are calling in you know they're looking for information but they're they're fairly educated mm -hmm. already, thanks to YouTube and, and yep. the World Wide Web, and they're calling in. They want some more of those fine details, and then they want a quote, and you got to turn that quote around really fast mm -hmm. uh, because they're likely looking to close the deal in one to two days. Yep, it's it's not very often that a customer calls in on one week and closes the deal on the next week. Right. It's usually all done in the same week. Mm -hmm. um, Say he calls you on Tuesday, it's usually, done you know by, if you're going to have the deal if he calls you on Friday and says, hey, let's do it. Well, yeah, yeah. But typically, you know, it, it's not a, 
Ah, uh, he called me on Monday. I'll see what it, what he says about it next Wednesday. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's usually pretty fast, and the guys calling in are, are rather educated. Right. But sometimes we get calls, you know, from everywhere. What about that one you fielded today from Dad's phone? Yeah, so he was wanting to know... Uh, yeah, he was very educated on the on the sprayer. That, I'm talking about the planter tank. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so he was he was basically wanting to add a tank to his planter that he seen on YouTube. So he watched one of our videos from YouTube and seen that we added a 300 gallon Enfuro uh, tank back behind his 450 gallon tank on a John Deere 1770, and he was asking me. Uh, all these things and he's like yeah do you have one in stock I say yep I do uh, you got you have the tank in stock yep I do um, you know just having that stuff regularly available you know and having the answers quick and you know he's sitting there asking well what what would all that cost you know and it's like you know it's this and he right. goes oh okay alright yeah well let me talk to dad and I'll get back with you okay sounds great right and the, the very important part there was that when he called in, he just kept kind of saying, you know, planter tank, planter tank. Well, you know, is he talking like wing tanks? Is he talking the big one in the center? And we had to ask some of those questions, you know, what exactly kind of planter tank are you talking and what size and where do you want it to mount and will this fit your planter? And we, we quickly deciphered yeah, he's talking the rear mount. He's got a box planner 1770, yep. and it will fit out the back just like what he saw on YouTube. Right. So confirming that, because, heck, he was from where? Delaware. Delaware. Yep. And uh, so we got to confirm that because we don't want to ship the wrong stuff all the way to Delaware. No. no. So, yeah, it's always interesting seeing, uh, you know, when these guys are calling in, you know, how educated they are already it's it's amazing and again that's thanks to the world wide web but they close fast and uh especially in this day and age you know and in this time of year you know he's probably called three other places that had no idea what he was talking about right and so he got a hold of us a human answered the phone and then that human also told him that they had one sitting out back he he probably had to pick himself off, up off the ground there for a little bit. Yep. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's the time of year where if you got to have it in stock. And, uh, man, we're working hard to keep all these parts ready to go and uh, ready for everyone to, to rock and roll. I'm sure, you know, I, I had in my mind I would talk a little bit about the commodities, but, you know, I think that's uh, – you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse. You know, everyone knows what the commodities are doing. It, what they did this week was crazy. You know, beans were were up a whole bunch. And uh, so it's interesting. You know, I know guys are still going to plant plenty of $6.30 corn, um, no matter the input prices. And uh, there's money to be made there yet, of course. Yeah. And uh, so it'll, it'll be interesting. You know, early on, there's a lot of guys saying, maybe I'll switch to beans, but I don't know. I'm really interested to see what these fertilizer prices do as we approach spring. 
you know, will they fall on their face and, and maybe go down here and maybe them guys that haven't bought anything yet, maybe they've made the right choice. No one knows. But either way, it's coming fast. Yep. Yeah, it'll be here before you know it. You yeah. Know? <clears throat> At, you know, this is the shortest month out of the year, and then boom, we're in March already. Right. So, you know, by the time it's all said and done, you know, March 1st is going to be here, and then we'll be at St. Patty's Day, and then it's, you know, it's game on, boys. Like, right. Right. And for us, side dress season is almost busier than planter season. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as soon just, as... Like, I would say, especially just with, like, troubleshooting calls and stuff like that. Like, right. not even guys that we sold to, but they see our, like, Raven 450 videos or... They'll see our John Deere rate controller videos or whatever, you know, whatever video they had a chance to see. And they'll right. be like, hey, can you help me get through this? And, yep, sure, you know. And right. So. Yep, it's coming. Well, we've got uh, some guests lined up that, that we're going to try and uh, get there at the Louisville Farm Show. And so be looking forward to, to having more and more people on here. Uh, being our 15th episode, you know, of course, we're going to be pumping out probably 100 of these a year. So we'll have quite a few guests lined up. And, uh, yeah, we enjoy doing it. And uh, today was a great day to do it on a snow day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was a great day to do videos. You know, obviously the podcast, um, it was just a, kind of a good day to kind of get everything that we had built up from the week and kind of gave us a chance to relax on the on the paperwork side of things and we weren't bound for time or anything like that so right but right well that's all we've got for today we're uh we're still driving through the snow making our way home from van wert so uh everyone stay safe out there and uh, hopefully we get to see you at the louisville farm show Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see ya.